This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Happy opening day. We did it. We did it. Welcome to a live stream on the Yanks Go Yard Podcast on this beautiful Thursday that just so happens to coincide with first pitch of opening day against the San Francisco Giants at home. Aaron Judge is in the right dugout, but there is a man walking around in an Arson Judge Giants jersey, and that guy rules. Uh, but uh, the good guy plays for the right team, and he is the captain now, batting ninth. Anthony Volpe making his MLB debut, wearing a special patch that will be cut up into baseball cards, rookie cards. Those will cost a trillion dollars. More good news. Aaron Hicks not in the opening day lineup. Oswaldo Cabrera in the left. We're here to break down final roster moves, lineup, first pitch, baseball, and talk you through everything you need to know during the first few innings of opening day. We want to stay live for an Anthony Volpe AB. That is uh, our goal, unless uh, the pitch clock betrays us, it freezes, there's a three-hour delay, uh, Volpe takes a long time to bat. Who knows? But we'd love to be live for his first at-bat in the bigs. And we thank you, anyone who's watching, for watching along with us. And if you're not and you want to hear the audio feed or you're already subscribed to the audio feed, thank you for joining us there. We are an Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And before we throw the first pitch of the 2023 MLB season. And before I get mad at the fans for what you did during the intros, I didn't want to get angry during the first 13 seconds of the opening day joy podcast, but guess what? Our mentions are already blowing up with people saying the fans made the right decision. So I guess I'm going to have to go on a rant as soon as Thomas Carinante hits you with a promo, but let's give everybody the good news, Thomas, before we give them the bad news. Of course, uh, folks, you earned it. You waited this long opening days here, pat yourself on the back and guess who's here to reward you DraftKings. What do you know? Um, if you head on over to DraftKings.com or download the app, if you're living in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, that's who this deal is for. Uh, you punch in the code YanksGoYard as a first-time user. Um, if you bet $5 on any sport, you get $150 in bonus bets if your bet wins. Um, we got a couple minutes to first pitch here. I don't know. You're live on cable, Adam. I don't think the game started yet. Could still sneak in a Yankees bet. Garrett Cole on the mound today. Um, that's probably the smart move. Um, nonetheless, we got a full slate. Every team is playing today. So you got a million ways to bet um, for the remainder of the week as well. We got a long weekend ahead. Um, but then again, the code is Yanks Go Yard um, on DraftKings, DraftKings.com or the app. Bet $5 on any sport, get $150 in bonus bets. If your bet wins, um, it's a minimum $5 deposit and wager required. New customers only, 21 and, 21 and over and present in New York. Um, if you have a gambling problem, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY if you're in New York. Um, in New Jersey, call text 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, in Connecticut, call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. See full terms at DraftKings.com or in the description below. Um, please, guys, this, uh, this directly supports the podcast. Um, we know that you guys tuning in and reading um, is a big help as well. Um, these... Uh, deals that we get um, from these uh, these other places also help. And DraftKings is fun. I'm actually a DraftKings user. I can't recommend the app uh, anymore. Um, it's a great time. They have all these you know fun um, uh, odds boosts and uh, other prop bets, same game parlays. You can mess with it all. So head on over to DraftKings or DraftKings.com, punch in the code Yanks Go Yard, and have at it. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, still no first pitch. You're right. Uh, I am watching on cable. Here they come. They're taking the field, I think. No, who knows? Uh, it would be great to know. But I'm going to yell at everybody, uh, and I hope you will, too. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think we're aligned here. Because uh, yeah. our mentions right now are embarrassing. We've defended booing in the past. Um, I'm a Yankee fan. Uh, Thomas is a Yankee fan. More Yankee fans. We lived through the dynasty. We lived through World Series losses. We lived through seasons where they missed the playoffs. We lived through free agent acquisitions getting hurt. We lived through pitchers giving up bombs. We lived through Sonny Gray smiling as he left the mound getting booed, right? Boos are a part of baseball for us, not for everyone. That's a weird, it's a weird realization because every time somebody boos a Yankee, when Yankee fans boo Yankees, when they booed Aaron Judge last year in the playoffs, everybody was like, that's despicable. And I'm like, look, it's weird. It's not a great look. But when someone does not play well, Yankee fans boo them. Are there really fan bases out there that do not boo players who do not perform or who show them up or who, uh, you know, give the team a bad reputation? Like, are there really fan bases that don't do that? I guess there are fan bases that don't do that. But Yankee fans boo their players when they struggle and when they give them a reason to. And I've always said no player is going to shy away from wearing the pinstripes because they get booed. If they do, they're not the right type of player, et cetera, et cetera. Well, guess what? You guys took it too far today because you booed Aaron Hicks in the pregame intros for opening day. He was benched. He was benched on opening day. Oswaldo Cabrera is in the lineup. Oswaldo Cabrera earned the job. Aaron Hicks is not playing today because he was not good enough. And you still booed him jogging out to the first baseline. Have a sense of decorum, you clowns. Wait for something to go wrong in the game. Wait for Hicks to make a mistake. Even then, probably too soon for booze. The pregame intro is embarrassing. You booed Josh Donaldson in the pregame intro. That's embarrassing. And people in our mentions uniformly are saying it's justified. It's justified. Want to not be booed? Play better. Live up to the contract. Stop dropping balls. Actually, stopping dropping balls, somebody just said. It's not justified to boo someone who's not in the opening day lineup who is running out to high-five their teammates. How hard is that to understand? Are you insane? Thomas Carinante Wayne. Seems like a lot of people are insane. Um, <clears throat> these are the folks who ruin it for the rest of us, and that's why it's frustrating. Um, these, this is how Yankee fans get the reputation of being entitled, spoiled, uh, belligerent, whatever, what have you. Um, you know, fandom, fandom is a disease. We'll talk about it um, ad nauseum. Uh, fan-sided, we work for fan-sided. It's voice of the fan. We want people to be engaged. We want pe people to be passionate. Um, we don't want people to be delusional um, or ignorant or uh, hurtful. Um, and the story with Aaron Hicks, we talked about it earlier in the spring. He appeared in spring training for his first at bat and was merely walking to the plate and was getting booze in Tampa, Florida. I I get that there's frustration and it's boiled over since last year. Um, there needs to be a sense of uh, of reason um, that comes with every start of a fresh new season. I, am I bullish on Aaron Hicks' 2023? I'm not. Am I going to sit here and write it off? No. I'm going to give the guy a chance. Why would we want to further put somebody in a difficult position mentally when it's already – as hard as it could possibly be playing in New York, um, coming back after the season that he had, uh, coming back after the various injury troubles that he's had. Um, I don't know why 
we would stoop to the level to do this as a collective. Um, obviously, there were a lot of fans who opted to do that. I know there were also a number of fans there probably saying, hey, shut the fuck up. Why are we doing this? There's no sense. Um, but you know what's going to get you know what's going to get retweeted. You know what's going to get put into articles on rival sites. Um, you know what all the uh, personalities are going to say when they're um, talking shit about the Yankees. If they were to happen to lose today, this will be highlighted. Four pitch walk to start the game. Thanks, yeah, Garrett none Paul. of the pitches even close. Um, Great job. Nothing close. Um, but yeah, inappropriate behavior. It's just it's absolutely silly. And you got your way, which is the saddest part. Oswaldo Cabrera, who is a fan favorite at this point after playing a handful of games, is who everybody wanted to see in left field or in center. They just wanted to see some alignment of Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Oswaldo Cabrera with Aaron Hicks on the bench. You got your wish, and you still you still had to have your cake and eat it. I don't support this. Let's please be better uh, next game or next year. We have to wait a fucking year now. Yeah, he's not playing. That's the thing. Everyone in our mentions currently is Even saying, if he was playing. Even if course, he was playing. Of course. I mean, you boo Donaldson and he's playing, but you got you got your wish. That's what you that's what you said. That's the most important part of what you said. He's not playing. And a bunch of people are, are saying, well, get this bum off our team. You know, Cashman deserves to get booed for not getting this bum off our team. It's hard to clear that money. You're, you want him to eat $10 million? Nobody wants Aaron Hicks. So guess what? He went and did the next best thing. He's not playing on opening day. And Aaron uh, Boone spoke pregame and basically said – he confirmed this wasn't just sort of a, you know, uh, today it's Oswaldo, tomorrow it's Hicks. He said Hicksy's going to play a role moving forward or whatever, but opening day still means something to the Yankees for sure. And, and when he's giving someone an opening day start, look at what they're doing with Anthony Volpe. Like when he's giving someone an opening day start, he is not saying you're going to play today and then I like the matchup and you sit tomorrow or whatever. Oswaldo Cabrera is the opening day left fielder. He wasn't even a left fielder until he got called up last year. He went and took that job from Aaron Hicks. Now you can say shouldn't be that hard to take a job from Aaron Hicks. And you'd be right. Aaron Hicks has not done much of anything since 2019. Uh, he hurt his wrist in, in 2021 trying to come back. That's a hell of a strikeout by Garrett Cole. Let's go one away. Michael Conforto. That's somebody Yankee fans wanted. And there he goes down. Ooh, looking at a nice, nice. Um, I kind of want a Michael Conforto too, but it is what it is. Uh, Aaron Hicks, uh, not a starting caliber player on a team like the Yankees right now. I, if you are delusional and you think that Brian Cashman should have called the Kansas City Royals and said, we'll trade you our $10 million non-starter and you can give us something of value for this and pay his entire contract, uh, I feel like those are the people in our mentions right now. Why didn't a rebuilding team want a $10 million burden in Aaron Hicks, who's terrible? Yeah, say it out loud. You answered your own question. Uh, but booing him in the pregame introductions is some of the lowest behavior I've ever seen from this fan base, which is saying a lot. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Let's, let's talk about some real opening day stuff that, uh, will uh, we, we said we were going to get to the positives from the jump and we, we can know. have fun. We can have fun. We've already done 10 minutes of, uh, angry stuff. It's, it's well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it needs to be addressed. Um, we got to hold people accountable as best we can. And I want to be on the record saying that this, cause you know, there's enough shit talking across social media. We get, we're in the crosshairs of it all the time want to be on record saying that that's not this is not the right behavior and this is not how we want to treat players um unless i think said player is somebody embroiled in some sort of off the field thing that is you know yeah un, completely you know unfathomable did they boo um, a roldis chapman in pregame intros last year i, wish. I don't remember i, I don't wish they so. did yeah but anyway 
Speaking of opening day, opening day roster, the Yankees made a move yesterday um, out of nowhere. Uh, we were not expecting it. Um, we were under the impression that the roster was already set. Two games. Um, yeah. Said they signed Franchi Cordero, uh, former Red Sox outfielder. Ooh, nice strikeout. Yeah. Um, first baseman, the first baseman that the Boston Red Sox decided to play. Don't call him a first baseman. Don't even though he had never played baseman. first base in his life. Um, Franchi Cordero comes to the Yankees as an outfielder. He has a major league deal. It's worth $1 million. It's a split deal. So if he, he makes a million if he's on the MLB roster. Makes 180 k if he's in the minor leagues. Um, he was part of the uh, the two-player return for Andrew Benintendi in a deal in a deal with the Royals before the 2021 season. Um, it was Cordero and Josh Winkowski. And every Red Sox fan assured us that this would be a great return, that Franchi Cordero's bat um, – was uh, electric and that he was going to come around and be, you know, uh, an important hind bloom piece to this roster uh, gone after the 2022 season. Um, and now, you know, he, uh, what he was in spring training with the Orioles. He actually lit it up in spring with the Orioles. They, uh, they sent him packing Yankees picked him up. Um, now the Yankees have five bench players on this opening day roster, which I thought was a little crazy. Um, apparently there's going to be some maneuvering, um, but I just think, I think this is a redundant move. I think if you were going to give, I think if you were going to give Floreal a chance, there was no sense in making this addition. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't think it's an upgrade at all over Ortega because Ortega could have played three outfield spots. Whereas we don't really know what Cordero could do because the Red Sox jerked him around so much. Um, so I don't really know what to think of this, uh, seems just like an excess piece, um, and that we can expect, uh, more shuffling to be done over the next week or two. Yeah, I think Cordero could play zero outfield spots, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, he certainly can't play first base. He he is. a. I don't know. I, I know why the Yankees want to take a chance on him, because he has some of the craziest exit velocity in pro baseball. Yeah, he always has. And the Yankees drool over that kind of thing. And he's coming off a hot spring. And I think a lot of people were surprised that the Orioles cut him because the Orioles can use talent. Uh, but we've seen a lot of Frangie Cordero with the Red Sox. I think that we know what Frangie Cordero is at this point. He's a guy who will occasionally lay into a fastball and hit it 495 feet at 119 miles an hour exit velocity and make everybody's jaw drop and make everybody go, why is this not one of the 20 best power hitters in baseball? But at the end of the year, in a large sample size, the strikeouts are insane. The defense is non-existent. He's only going to hit you seven or eight homers in regular playing time. and He's not going to be a valuable player. Um, maybe the Yankees want to try to, maybe they're hoping that window where he hits three of the most impressive bombs you've ever seen are in April. Then he starts struggling in May and they go, okay, great. You're gone. Uh, I mean, maybe. it is what it is. Uh, what did we just get called? Uh, nothing, a batter timeout or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the one problem with watching baseball on mute now is there's all sorts of umpire shit that can happen. And he just pointed at somebody. I thought it was a free walk, but it wasn't. Did Jock watch? Jock strikes out. We'll see. Uh, we'll go to the bottom of the inning. Garrett Cole, the worst four-pitch walk you've ever Ooh, seen. Oh, he went. Wow. Followed by three strikeouts. Nicely done in the first. Uh, yeah, there's a chance that with the new rules today that the umpire just starts pointing around and it's like a free walk or a free strikeout or something. Uh, but that was nothing. So we go to the bottom of the first. Franchi Cordero is, is, is a player who, uh, you know what? 
if you have him on your roster, people are going to gush about how you have him. Like baseball writers love Frangie Cordero because baseball nerds who look at the stat cast are just going to be like, I don't get it. Like this guy, this guy is the hardest line drives of anybody. Like why would, why wouldn't you be able to unlock Frangie Cordero and the Red Sox couldn't do it. The Royals couldn't do it. And the Padres couldn't do it. And he, he does not have a defensive position. So I didn't want Esteban Florial to make the opening day roster. I didn't expect that I would have to deal with whether I wanted him to make it over Frangie Cordero or not, because that's not really something I expected to have an opinion on. But it's left the Yankees with a really weird and weak bench for this opening opening day, at least, if not the opening series with both Florial and Cordero on the roster for now and no Ortega, who the rumor was he was coming north with the team too, but they hadn't made a decision yet, which made everybody think a move was looming. It turned out he had been granted his release the day prior, and he is gone. Much more success at the major league level for Rafael Ortega. The ability to cover center field for Rafael Ortega. I feel like he's got a little too cute here. Yeah, I, I, it's it's nobody on this bench can do anything effectively. Um, or they all have like one, like, look, you have, you have uh, Cordero who has monster exit velocities. Cool. Can, can, can the ball drop? Doesn't seem like it can. You have Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. He's super versatile on the defensive end, but you have two other guys who are of that caliber. Um, you have Aaron Hicks who can run, you know, he's switch hitter, can run into one every so often, but Obviously, we just talked about how he's not well-liked with the fans, so why do you want to trot him out there? Um, uh, who else is here? For, I can't even remember at this point because that's how that's how much it's – oh, we have Higashioka, who's the backup yeah. catcher. We already know that. Um, and it's it's just a bunch of excess here that is, is not really serving much of a purpose. Um, and that's going to be problematic for a team like the Yankees who – obviously is going to need to rely on depth because they have a ton of injury issues. Yes. I know Harrison Bader will be back. Eventually one of these guys will get bumped and we won't have to really be concerned with it. But um, if we're going to carry a bench of five guys, like two of them have to be good or have some redeeming quality that they put forth on a consistent basis and not um, either potential that we've seen from years ago that we're hoping that they can unlock or something as kind of, I will say trivial for exit velocity because it doesn't matter unless you're actually hit putting the ball. Uh, if you're have if you're getting you batting runs in or getting on base or whatever, Franchi Cordero I think batted like two oh five with the Red Sox over the last two years, so that's not good enough. And OPS is in the six low six hundreds. Um, I understand he'll be maybe in a better position because the Yankees have a more. Uh, uh, deeper or deeper more stacked lineup than the red Sox, but still wishful thinking especially at the onset of the season um i would rather i would rather more inspiring stuff here that's all and then when you look you know towards the pitching staff they're talking about making a move aaron boone said did he indicate it's going to be a free agent or a trade or he just said we have a move uh somehow it got leaked that it was going to be a free agent pitcher signing i think john boy had that because he was breaking down the list of free agent pitchers who are That's still unsigned uh yeah brandon cuddy aaron boone says the yankees are currently talking to a free agent pitcher about a deal didn't say who it was could be added before friday's game now that could be aaron judge is that gone to dead center give me a no well yes 
<laughs> come on come on this guy is stupid come what now what a guy i wonder if when they high five aaron hicks in the dugout people start booing <laughs> oh my god he's touching aaron hicks get fucked <laughs> he's this gonna get the cooties oh he's just celebrating with josh donaldson get fucked uh this is unbelievable this first at bat as a captain of the Yankees. He's went 420 feet dead center. Come on. He's a guy. He's a guy. This is why you sign him. This is why um, this is why naming him captain was the right decision. You saw that he had the right influence on all these roster decisions. Um, and I don't know. Seems like it's just destiny for Aaron Judge. Um, with what happened last year um, and the fact that he's so motivated to win a championship in new york um you can't overlook those things a lot of those a lot of those um intangibles and um uh, vibe aspects of it i think are huge and that's that's awesome fucking we're in the lead let's go i can't believe he just did that Op opening day is mostly ceremonial right it, it's tough to remember because we've gone five months without competitive baseball and you know, it's not it's not just one of 162 in many ways. It matters more, but it is just one of 162, right? So end of day, uh, you wake up tomorrow, you're either 1-0 or 0-1. You go back to work on Saturday, you got a million more of these. So it doesn't really, truly matter who wins or loses. You want to get the Bader's wins. hanging out. Bader, Bader came out for pregame intros. There he is, uh, slap and judge. Um, <laughs> you want to get the win because winning up. is great. Anthony Rizzo, that's a single to left field. Logan Webb, my preseason NL Cy Young pick on yesterday's episode of the Baseball Insiders uh, so mm. far. Uh, not enjoying his time facing the Yankees lineup. Um, but the game doesn't matter uh, more than any other game, oh, really. Except for the fact that we are going to remember Aaron Judge's opening day home run forever. It's the first yeah. of his career. Uh, we rem we remember Aaron Judge and Tyler Austin's home runs in his debut against the Rays. We remember the way he hit 61 last year, and we remember the way he hit 60, not just that he did it. We remember Stanton's grand slam in the 60 home run game. Some home runs are more important than others in that one. It you're going to get framed photos of that Aaron Judge opening day home run on a lot of kids' walls. That's going to be a poster. I only wish he had, like, kissed the logo on his way around the bases or something. He didn't. Because he's the captain and he's Aaron Judge, he's not going to do that in the first inning of opening day. But I could have used a more iconic celebration there. Yeah. Um, damn, that's that's such good vibes though. Uh, I have a hot take for the season. I think Stanton's going to be healthy for the whole way. Um, I was thinking about that yesterday. No I was, uh, yeah, I was screaming at somebody yesterday about Giancarlo Stanton, and this sort of struck me. And we'll get back to the mystery pitcher in a little bit. Mystery man. Uh, we uh, we we promise. I'll I'll read off the list of potential free agent additions and see if we enjoy them, see if mm -hmm. we don't, and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, I was getting into it with somebody on on Twitter yesterday. I'm curious as to your opinion, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, Hall of Famer or no? Because to me, obvious yes. And really? he's he's not going to be a Hall of Famer if he retires today because she's 33 years old and there's just not enough. And he's got to cross 500 homers, I think, to get serious consideration considering how many DH reps he has. But he missed two full seasons, right? He missed 2020 
because of the pandemic and an injury. He barely played. He barely played in 2019. He's 33 years old. Guess how many? Do you know how many home runs he has? I don't think you get this right off the top of your head. Well, I'm on the baseball reference page. All right. Well, <laughs> I would have said 315, 320. And the answer is 378. So I actually would have guessed four something. Three more years of 40 or four more years of 30, which is a little more realistic. And he's over 500 and then he's in. Is he in? What was that? 500, Five, he's in. 500 gets you in? I guess. Um, yeah, right now, no, absolutely not. He's not a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, I saw that tweet. I forgot. I didn't see who sent it, but it was like, so glad Giancarlo Stanton's going to be wearing a Yankees hat on his Hall of Fame plaque. It's like, what? Yeah, it was a Max Manus original. I mean, he was uh, obviously just having a little fun, but then some angry people came in the mention that was like, no way he's a Hall of Famer. It's like, no way? Yeah. 500 home, he's not a Hall of Famer, you fools? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So my thing with Hall of Fame, I mean, if he gets to 500, yeah, because at that point he's going to be well over 1,000 RBIs. Um, he's going to be well over 1,000 runs scored. So New York Yankee for like eight years, like really yeah. extremely famous Major League Baseball player. Yeah, you got an MVP. You got multiple silver, silver sluggers in there. You have an MVP runner-up. Um, you have uh, led the league in home runs twice. Um yeah, I yeah, I guess you could you could convince me of it. Um I uh my only thing with that argument is just with how his career has kind of transpired. Signed that giant contract and then just became a one-dimensional player that was injury prone sure. and still has not had anything close to the seasons that he had in Miami. Um and you know, playing Josh, in Donaldson. Josh Donaldson goes down looking at the inning. Here come the booze. New Classic. Josh Donaldson swing. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. For me, the Hall of Fame is like, it, it, the, this, the discussion for me always comes down to, could you, could you tell the story of, you know, the last 20 years of baseball without this person? Um, John Carlos Stanton, I don't think would be one of the main antagonists of the last 20 years, but I think that he's had enough moments in there to not uh, exclude him from the overall, you know, big picture baseball landscape. Um, but yeah, he's going to need, he's going to need to play very well, I think, or fairly well through his age 35 season to make that a reality. Um, but right now I would say no, if his career and if his career ended within the next three years and he didn't, and he didn't produce like at the levels that he did in 2021 or 2018, then absolutely not. Yeah. I get all of this. I'm, I'm not going to anybody who's like, yeah, not sure. I'm like, fine, I get it. But you got to acknowledge that he's at least got a, a solid shot. If he crosses 500, he's probably over the threshold. Um, now, boo Josh Donaldson, everybody. Go ahead. Go ahead. Boo Josh. Yeah. Donaldson. Um, let's talk mystery pitchers. Um, and I'm going to hit you with a theory that I don't know if you're going to like, dislike, whatnot. But uh, John Boy seems pretty certain that this is an unsigned free agent reliever. Uh, and that's why there are seven guys in the bullpen. And, and yeah, I, I get the thinking, but with Clark Schmidt and Domingo Herman and Johnny Brito in the rotation, are we a hundred percent positive? It's not a free agent starting pitcher who could potentially be a swing man out of the bullpen and somebody who Matt Blake might want to get his hands on. Now the list of free agent relievers, Pretty unimpressive across the board. Uh, Corey Knable, who's always injured, is is there. Julie Chassin, who the Yankees have had, is there. 
Hansel Robles, who's terrible, is there. Joe Smith is 39 years old. He's around. Josh James from Houston. He was on those playoff teams with the Astros. Archie Bradley, Ken Giles, who punched himself in the face. Zach Britton. A lot of teams were at his workout. Nobody signed him yet. Stephen Brault. Garrett Cole's old teammate on the Pirates. People have talked about Stephen Brault as a potential Yankee for a couple of years now. They like to listen to Garrett Cole. They got Jamison Tyone. When they got Tyone, people said, look out for Brault. Now he's a free agent. I don't know. But I'm going to give you another name that's not listed here because these are all relievers. The starting pitching market is extremely weak right now. But are we 100% sure that the Yankees don't want to get their hands on 34-year-old Chris Archer, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> this is if it's if this is a free. So this is where I I don't understand because if this is a free agent edition, how are you going to sit here and tell me that it wasn't more worthwhile to um, bring up Matt Crook or bring up um, uh? Davey Garcia or bring up Greg Weissert or bring up Ian Hamilton, who actually had a, a tremendous spring. Um, I'm not saying any or all of those guys would have been definitive fits and succeeding from the jump, but mm -hmm. I think, you know, what you got in this crop of free agents, it's bad. You look at the starters, like honestly uh, it's Mike minor, Michael Pineda, who I never want to see again, Carlos Martinez, Dallas Keuchel, Garrett Richards. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Richards, Mike Fulton, a like what? No. Um, I was hoping this was a trade. I was hoping that um, you're carrying five bench players because uh, you're at least trading one of them, maybe two, if you can get a package deal. Um, and if some other team had, uh, I haven't been paying enough attention to the, uh, the larger picture, but there could have been guys squeezed off rosters who were capable players uh, that, you know, maybe there was a, a tough bullpen competition or starting rotation competition. We already talked about the rotation competition in Seattle and how that bumped Chris Flexen and that made him a, um, a speculated trade candidate. You mean to tell me there wasn't one of those scenarios, like knock down a few pegs to the point where we can at least have something serviceable instead of looking at this group of free agents, unless MLB.com is missing somebody that I am overlooking on the, on this free agent list, because it does, it doesn't look good. Um, and I don't know why you wouldn't give younger guys a chance that you already offered the opportunity to this spring and saw them produce right in front of your eyes. And now you're going to go with somebody else. Um, I don't like that. That's going to be a, a free agent addition at all. Do you like any of these relievers? Cause I don't really like any of them either, to be honest with you. I, I could be talked into Archie Bradley. Yeah. But that's the only one. I mean, are any of these people going to survive Lou Trevino coming back? Like, well, that's the thing too. Like uh, you could talk me into, into uh, uh, Bradley and Kniebel, but how do you say his name? Kniebel? Kniebel? Or Kniebel. Is he even yeah. healthy? Um, I am not sure. Did he? I know he was, I think he just got Edison by the Phillies last year because he was so bad um he was hurt though he was, he was hurt at some point um apparently he is not now okay good well i mean you saw his year with the 2021 dodgers that's how he ended up getting the closer role for the phillies at the onset of last season and i know it didn't work out but remember with the phillies every bullpen arm that they touch turns to shit 
Um, so they might not have followed the same process as the Dodgers did. I'd say the Yankees and the Dodgers are very similar in their developmental paths for either younger guys who are looking to um, stick or uh, veterans who have lost their stuff or still have yet to discover their stuff. Um, so you could talk me into those two. Archie Bradley is totally solid. Um, and um, he's an ambassador for dude wipes, which is sick because he pooped his pants one time on the mound. So um, that's a great fit for New York. Um, theoretically, yeah, those guys would be fine as one of the last options. Um, but then again, like I said, I don't know why you wouldn't just go with the people you saw perform in front of in front of you that you had plans for developmentally and help them get to a point where some of them succeeded. Some of them look at David Garcia, the turnaround that he's made. I'm not saying he deserves a roster spot right now, but what do you, what, what's the use for him in AAA then you're just going to what he, he's had two of the worst possible years. You can, you could have had a AAA. He's had enough MLB experience at this point. You're just going to keep, having him develop at AAA where it he's clearly not comfortable. I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is. It just, I don't think a free agent addition here makes sense. No, although it would be kind of fun to say Max Kniebel's big move every time Corey Knebel comes out of the bullpen. Um, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, don't like it very much. Uh, and I feel like I have more faith in the guys who are, I'd rather have Rafael Ortega on this roster. Uh, I'd rather have Matt Crook on this roster. I would rather have Greg Weissert on this roster. Um, but if you are the type who poops your pants under dress like Archie Bradley and you're stressed out, well, we can help you just a little bit. If you are uh, someone who has tried gambling but has not tried DraftKings and you want to be a new customer, we have a reward for you. Uh, we have an offer. Bet $5 on any sport. Get $150 in bonus bets if your bet wins. If you use the code YANKSGOYARD. That's for DraftKings users in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, the holy trinity of states. Uh, Pennsylvania, best of luck. We got nothing for you. But Jose Trevino, oh, are you kidding me? Challenge that. You gunned him out. What's the umpire point in the dugout and screaming? What do you have to say for yourself? Are you sure he's safe? Yeah. I'd like to see this again. He is uh oh, oh, oh you gotta hold that tag, Anthony. Yeah, I think he's safe. Um, of course, Tyro Estrada is the only giant who looks competent uh against Garrett Cole so far. That's pretty cool. Uh wish we had him, although we have an infield oh, logic. It is what it is. Here's Blake Sable, but I did not mean to interrupt the ad read. Yanks go yard is still the code. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. You bet $5 on any sport. Get $150 in bonus bets. If your bet wins could be baseball. Now opening day buzz is in the air. Could be any sport. Truly the definition of any sport is any sport. Now what's required of you minimum $5 deposit and wager required again, new customers only 21 plus and present in New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut gambling problem. Call eight, 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 seven, seven, eight, hope NY or text hope NY four, six, seven, three, six, nine in New York, in New Jersey, call text one, 800 gambler in Connecticut. Call eight, 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 seven, eight, nine, seven, 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 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. See full terms at draftkings.com or in the description below Garrett Cole, another strikeout of Blake Sable to end the inning. Is that, Who is, six, that? is that six in two innings for Garrett Cole? Does he really have six? I believe he does. Yes, he does. Uh, again, it's, tough. it's tough on mute. It's tough when the umpire's pointing at stuff. Um, I was glad to not have to mute before uh, the intro video that the Yankees ran, which was set to welcome to the black parade. Did you get that? No, 
That's oh, great. Yeah. It was a bunch of fans and uh grandpas and dads and people in Barra and Munson and Jeter jerseys walking into the stadium. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the, the city to see a marching band. I mean, I, I wish they had cut it off before marching band just because it's objectively not what you're about to see. But other than that, pretty relevant song for opening day. And that video got me more riled up because I, I was watching it, you know, father, sons, tradition, Yogi, Mickey, Whitey. And it was right after people were just booing Aaron Hicks for walking out and, and accepting that he was not a starter. And it made me even matter because I was like, look, the tradition's right in front of you, but you're still going to, you're scream at this guy. Okay, cool. I see you. <laughs> Someone unfollowed me during the podcast. You really don't like me that much? Unfollowed um, you personally or the Twitter account? No, my Twitter account. Oh, I have 41 followers. I saw somebody oh, unfollow me yesterday too. Um, okay. Not going to say who, but. Oh, you know? Uh, a former uh, employee to some extent, to a certain extent. Someone who used to uh, be in the fan-sided universe uh had a terrible tweet and i responded to it and then it said uh this tweet has been deleted uh you can't mm. respond to it and i said oh yeah good good deletion because this tweet sucked and then when i checked the person's profile no longer following interesting um now not somebody who i think would have wanted to read about the yankees every day which is what i tweet about uh so best of luck in your journey but certainly someone who in the past has complained about you know why am i not more liked you know what have i done wrong i would say uh Tweeting uh, bad things and then unfollowing people is, is maybe a maybe a dis un unlikable quality. Go Yankees. Um, you know who doesn't have a single unlikable quality? No. Um, that would be Anthony Volpe. Yep. Let's set the scene because we're four batters away. Four batters away. Come on, maybe. Um, Volpe's been getting all the headlines. You already know. You saw him trot out there for opening day. He got a great ovation. Um, you saw all the pre-opening day pieces. You got one from ESPN. Where was the other one from? Fox? He got a great one from Fox. Uh, yeah. Jake Jake Mintz of Cespedes Family Barbecue had a great story about uh, they did not have a Team USA for under 12-year-olds for a long time, but installed it around the time Volpe was under 12. So he is now the first major leaguer to be on Team USA under 12, under 15, under 18, and make his major league debut. The only other player currently in the minors, or maybe not, but the, the other biggest name who had the potential to do this is Pete Crow Armstrong, former Mets prospect, now a Cub. So when he does it, he'll have the same designation as Volpe, but Volpe got there first. Uh, and the story about him being just the most poised 12-year-old with braces ever at a tournament in a buzzing stadium in Taiwan was a great read. Um, he basically cold tried out for that team. Um, and, and like his dad encountered another dad in the airport who was like, Oh, your son has no chance. Like they already have the team decided there's a, the best shortstop, the best player in the country plays shortstop. Like, sorry, your kid has no shot, which is like a great thing to say to a dad and is, is under 12 year old. <laughs> um, then Volpe went out and made it and was a star of this team. It was always like an undersized guy with surprising pop. The ESPN story said that his parents are WFAN callers. Like they try not to listen as much anymore because now they're talking about their kid. How weird would that be? Literally scale of one to 10 for you to be a lifelong New York sports radio head. And all of a sudden it's like, they're just talking about your, it's like, they're just your talking about. Your for you. Yeah. It's bizarre <laughs> world. The, the yeah. radio suddenly is like 
uh, you listen every day for 20 years and then they're like i tell you what adam weinrib's wife is cool you're like wait what <laughs> why, is it, why is it on the radio uh as long as just struck out that's gonna make it tougher for volpe to come up the sitting unless trevino can come through but uh his his bleacher creature signal was kissing the new york on his chest like aaron judge um and so i'm just gonna give you the floor and, and talk about the exact flip side of the hicks intro uh his first couple innings with the yankees he's now in the on deck circle they're showing him uh mm. could not be more welcome yeah uh i you saw him uh pre-game coming out of the dugout um and it's wild because i don't know how people handle this because You're ahead of me. I just got it. giving Oswaldo Cabrera starting job today. Um, so, I mean, I'm happy that this has all worked out. I'm happy that it seems to be a fit. Um, and I want to see him bat, but that was a really bad inning, and now I'm frustrated. Yeah, that was as bad as it gets. Um, I, I did not enjoy that inning. Glaber Torres swinging the first pitch. Um, it's almost like he uh, maybe forgot that this is also kind of a prove-it year for him as well. Um, it's, it's not like just cause you're starting on opening day and you weren't last year does not mean that you have anything grandfathered to you. You're, you're still probably the most jettisonable Yankee, uh, other than the guys at the very bottom of the bench. Um, namely Esteban Florial and Franchi Cordero. Uh, we, we wrote about, uh, we had like an opening day roster piece today of players who were spot on the roster is most tenuous. Um, and we corrected it to basically say we had written it about Florial. Then it looked like Franchi was going to steal his spot. I wrote it to say, yeah, oh, thought it was going to be Florial. Now it's Franchi. Now you're closest next on the chopping block. Um, but apparently they're they're both on the roster for like a day or two, maybe. Um, obviously, Florial will be the first to go. They are not going to DFA Jimmy Cordero to get this mysterious pitcher onto the roster. They are going to cut one of the outfielders loose. And it is probably not going to be the one they just signed yesterday in Franchi Cordero. At least I would hope not because I don't want to have, I don't want to think about having wasted time talking about him only for him to be on the roster for opening day only. Now I think there was a better use of uh, Esteban Florial than this, but apparently the Yankees disagree. Uh, while we wait for Volpe's debut uh, to officially get an at bat attached to it, um, I think we need to just mention how wrong we got the lineup and, and how uh, and how happy how happy we are that we got the lineup so wrong. I guess you were much closer to getting it right. You sort of gave this fantasy idea that had Oswaldo in the outfield and Stanton in right. I said Stanton would be in right for the opener and not for Saturday's game. I still agree with that. He is in right today. Good job by Aaron Boone. But in minimizing the number of dud bats 
by starting Stanton in right and starting Cabrera in left and putting Aaron Hicks on the bench, you've done a really good job. The lineup looks strong. You managed to fit Labor Torres in there as bad as his first at bat was. You managed to get DJ LeMahieu in there. If you were insisting on starting Josh Donaldson, at least you found the right way to get both of them in there along with Torres. And I don't know how this lineup is going to chop it up for the remainder of the game, but I know they walked into it last year with guaranteed weak spots and IKF and Aaron Hicks. And this year they walked into it with nobody who I look at and say, you don't deserve to be here. So good job by Aaron Boone stuffing the lineup with the best possible offense on opening day and a solid rebuke again to the people who said the Yankees didn't do anything to get better season to season. Um, you look at the lineup this year compared to opening day last year, and it's night and day. Uh, opening day lineup's not going to stick forever. Yeah. Troy Tulowitzki started over DJ LeMahieu in 2019, but pretty solid start to the year from Aaron Boone's perspective in filling out the lineup card. You were That's only wrong about one thing. You had Hicks in. You had, you had DJ starting at second, and you had Glaber DHing. You were right on everything except for Hicks. Yeah, I had Hicks because I, had... I didn't have enough faith. Yeah, I had DJ DH, Glaber second, Oswaldo left field. So we got the I got the positions wrong, but the lineup right. You got the positions right, but one lineup spot wrong. So I don't think we weren't far off. We were right on the money. Um I think that uh the 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 biggest point coming out of spring is that for once or at least it feels like for the first time in a long time, the Yankees actually rewarded good performances. Yeah. They rewarded Anthony Volpe um, for kicking ass. And now I'm kind of, I got completely mind effed by John boy because I was listening to talking Yanks yesterday and he had a theory that um, was the Yankees brought up Peraza last year when they did just so Volpe can get that final three weeks at triple a so he wouldn't make the jump from double A to the bigs. And the plan was probably to always send Peraza down unless Volpe had an awful spring, but they were betting on him to have a good spring and he did. Um, but either way, regardless of how you look at it, regardless of what theories you're talking about, Volpe vastly outperformed Peraza and IKF and he won the shortstop job. Oswaldo Cabrera vastly outperformed everybody. He was the Yankees best hitter during spring training. Um, and he earned himself an opening day start. We don't know what that's going to look like, but based on, what you said before about Aaron Boone talking about um, Cabrera and how this isn't going probably isn't going to be a one-off thing. It seems like his play from last year, you know, stemming from the beginning of August all the way into the postseason, he had that home run against the guardians um, as well as exercising his versatility and making it known that he's a team player and is willing to do anything um, that'll help the team win um, carrying it over into the spring and kicking as much ass as he did has earned him a legitimate spot in the rotation, whether it's him starting, you know, three days a week or him getting regular reps whenever the Yankees deem it fit. Um, and if that means they're going to put guys on the bench like Donaldson and Hicks um, and move some things around, um, another loss for the haters who's saying that nothing changed because um, we're seeing it from day one. We're seeing it, you know, starting on Sunday when they gave Volpe the bump. Um, they're realizing at this point that they need to have the best roster possible. Um, I know that they kind of uh, contradicted themselves with this bench that they carried into the season, but apparently that's not going to be, or, or it is going to be short-lived because we have a pitcher coming on board and you can bet they're not keeping three outfielders on the bench. Yeah. Um, 
uh, this the same person who uh, was telling us that you're supposed to boo Aaron Hicks during intros just tweeted, uh, should we bake Donaldson and cookies now to make him feel better after that strikeout? <laughs> you tell me. Again, there's a fucking difference between booing during the game and booing during pregame intros for someone who's on the bench. You absolute moron. What you kind of cookies would dumbest, you make Donaldson? You are our dumbest reader, and I hope you have a great day. Uh, your brain is... <laughs> is extremely bad now i know some people will say hey go to podcasting school uh, are you supposed to alienate your listeners and your readers uh no you're obviously not supposed to do that but you sir one guy are a fucking idiot garrett cole three outs two strikeouts that inning a k looking to end it that's eight through three frames and anthony volpe leads off the bottom Woo! of the third we will be here until volpe's ab is complete and then we'll sign off but before we go i think we do need to have a miniature hater discussion instead of just attacking our own players um and our own fans for their behavior uh you see the mets news that just dropped while we were live no justin verlander hitting the injured list with a low-grade terrace major strain he will continue throwing at moderate intensity and the mets will rescan in a week they will provide an update at that time what's that injury terrace major that's a shoulder um fade the mets you and i were already talking before the game the mets this is just an innocent beat writer tweet about their bullpen uh but if you haven't been following the mets this spring uh the mets make official what had been obvious in the waning days of spring training john curtis steven nogasek and dennis santana snagged the last bullpen spots that is a terrible bullpen Supposedly Nokasek is solid. I asked uh, I asked one of our Met fan friends. Three of those guys are snagging final bullpen spots. That's worse than the Yankees add in the Verlander injury. And I, I do not believe I don't I think this Mets team gets too much uh credit for just having Steve Cohen as their owner. In a division with the Phillies and with the Braves, you cannot put out Eduardo Escobar at third base. You cannot put out a bullpen that includes all of those dudes, and you cannot lose Justin Verlander for a significant length of time. I do not uh, – I'm sorry, Met fans. I do not like that. I like the credit for the spending because it's cool. Um, you know, everyone's given the Padres credit. We got to give the Mets credit. Uh, my problem with the Mets was their, um, their tertiary moves. They weren't good enough. Um, and then, obviously, the – issues with the prospects brett Beatty going down francisco alvarez going down um i don't know what that's about i haven't been following them closely enough uh, but yeah like you said eduardo escobar can't be in the starting lineup um you knew there was going to be some sort of problem having you know an aging rotation like that with two of those guys up top um but it's only two-year deals so i'm still in support of what they have going on there um i don't know if uh if it's just, it's it's just crazy how Verlander, of course, leaves Houston and then is dealing with control issues and now is already on the injured list. It's like it's devil magic down there. Well, here's Anthony Volpe. Let's yeah, talk about here's Anthony about Volpe. Here's Anthony Volpe. Who cares about? Uh, oh, he's going after the first pitch. I love it. Yes, he is. I don't know how you got ahead of me. He's swinging after your yeah, I hate that. I have cable and you have bootleg. <laughs> I have MLB TV <laughs> with a VPN, baby. Come get me. Yeah, all right. Come get me, man, Fred. That's not so bad. Uh, but that is an all-time standing ovation. You got all those kids in the Del Barton jerseys yeah. out there in, in the bleachers. Jersey. Uh, 
No, not Del Boca Vista, Del Barton. Where he, uh, <laughs> he and uh, Jack Leiter were teammates. And I think at that time we all expected, you know, all the scouts are there for Jack Leiter. Um, the Yankees drafted some light hitting shortstop who loves Derek Jeter, 30th overall at the end of the first round. I mean, that's cute, but seemed like a signability thing. I remember when they drafted Kyle Holder. I was like, well, oh, come on, sir. Another Kyle Holder. Oh, that's, that's exactly where the two it's exactly where the one one was. You got the same pitch as striking a ball. Um, Anthony Volpe learning big league lessons early. Sometimes you don't just have to adjust to the pitcher. You also have to adjust to the umpire being a dolt. That's a that's a bad call. That one's way outside, but you, you could smell that he wanted to call that too. Come um, on, Anthony. Old count, buddy. Good hack on that first pitch, though. You can't yeah. deny. But look at this at bat versus Glaber Torres. That bat, by the way. Oh, and he walks. Let's go. Four pitches in the same place. Three of them were balls. One was a strike. I don't know what lesson Anthony Volpe is supposed to glean from that, but spitting on those, dude. He didn't even hesitate. Didn't even nope. hesitate. Nope. The first pitch was hittable. There's a reason he hacked it. Yeah. It was a two seamer cutting right over the middle. Uh, yeah. Strike. Strike two was a bad pitch. It looked a lot those like ball three and, and ball four. Um, but he, he spat on every single one of them. Professional at bat from the jump. Steel. I am so glad he made his debut. You can see the debut patch on the sleeve, by the way, the extremely expensive um, baseball card. Do you, they announced this morning that they're turning those debut patches. I sort of thought they were doing it for the Hall of Fame, like just so you could identify a player's debut jersey beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and they say today, Michael Rubin and Fanatics say they're cutting them up, putting them in rookie cards, uh, I, I, they're not big. I feel like it's just going to be one card, just like one, one of one rookie card with the game used patch in it. And it will cost you tens of thousands of dollars to obtain yeah. that. If that's, are they going to have pictures of those on the rookie cards now? I don't know. Well, I guess they can't. Cause if you do, well, I mean, it depends when you debuted. Yeah. I mean, it would be a very, it would be like a double, little mm -hmm. photo because okay, i gotta put the rc stamp on it too um <laughs> logan webb we, you only get so many pickoff throws you only get so many pickoff throws you just wasted one with volby standing flat-footed on first base you can see him so he's laughing he, he knows that that's dumb now he he still gets one more but volby should probably steal here steal. Anyway. i would steal here but be careful he's gotta be stealing be careful because if you get thrown out then they're gonna boo aaron hicks <laughs> No, I, I think a key for thing. Volpe this year is that he needs that he needs to be going on more uh, um, first pitches than not when he gets on base. Just immediately apply pressure to the pitcher and the defense. Um, I don't think it's risky for him to, for him to steal with his speed and his instincts on the base pass. If you get thrown out, you get thrown out. But uh, the the impact. Oh, there he goes. Uh, strike three. And he's safe. Stolen base for Anthony Volpe. There you go. And what better time uh, we will sign off now. That's six Ks for Logan Webb, too, by the way. Uh, I didn't pick up on that. Just another uh, flies off. He's Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Another season of Yankees baseball. Six Ks, really, in two and a third innings. Did they really? <laughs> I mean, yes. I don't know what DJ's looking at there. That was a really another bad at bat. He swung effortless or completely with without any conviction on the first pitch rolled over this rolled over the second one as a foul ball and then looked at one right down the middle for strike three yeah two k's for dj today not great and, and logan webb i think good pitcher good major Don't stay on for judge stay on for the judge stay on for judge i'm just getting ready to wrap up so that yeah. everybody uh 
is prepared. Wow, what a season he had last year. I wonder if that got MVP. Uh, Well, I mean, it probably didn't because, uh, (laughs) you know, Shohei Otani exists and he's really the only he's really the only man who's allowed to win the MVP. That's a bad cut by Aaron Judge. (laughs) Come on, man. What are you doing? But if you say that Shohei Otani is basically gifted the MVP award every year, a bunch of uh, 42 year old bald sports writers and glasses show up and they're like, actually, you're the problem. You you saying that was deeply problematic. And then they go on long rants about how, as a public figure, their life is hell. And then you're like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. I still have uh, that person. My life is a basement-dwelling blogger. Sometimes I think about how being a public figure is deleterious. It's like, dude, two, three people talk to you today. <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't even have – you have a cartoon as your profile. Picture. You are not a public figure. It's oh, it's a bad cut. And you're ahead of me. All right. uh, No better time than the present to sign off. Logan Webb has seven Ks. He's matching Garrett Cole pitch for pitch. Good pitcher. Good duel. Uh, Yankees opening day always ushers in hope and uh, and, uh, the hope of a new era and something different. But Anthony Volpe walking in his first AB and Judge Homering to dead central in his first at-bat as captain made the symbolism a little bit plainer today. Remember, you can find us live typically Mondays and Thursdays two o'clock eastern we are approaching two o'clock eastern now the time when we would typically be going live on the pod special occasion calls for a special podcast i really don't want to be screaming at our fans and readers anymore i just want to thank them for uh, all they've done to help us uh both uh assume you know if you guys have dipped into that promo code at all again promo code yanks go yard draft kings new users new york new jersey connecticut Bet five dollars on any sport, get one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets if your bet wins. Eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. Call text one eight hundred Gambler New Jersey eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. Uh, see full terms of drafting is a comment in the description below. We love you if you've done that. If you've downloaded the app, if you have become a new user, if you are a viewer or a listener, you can find us on all podcast platforms. But we recommend you hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel to be here first and watch along with us whenever we are live. This is going to be a season full of storylines whether you are a pessimist optimist believer anthony volpe diehard or booing aaron hicks in the pregame intros is all you care about and then you went home and grabbed a beard you don't even know there's a pitch clock that's just your passion in life no matter what kind of fan you are there is a place for you on this podcast but if you're that kind of fan expect to get a little shit from us because i can't really deal with that until next time i'm adam weiner you can find me on twitter at adam weiner thomas carinanze where can the people find you I'm at Tommy's underscore takes. We are both at the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. Our bylines are at YanksGoYard.com. Lots of content there for you. Uh, we're right on top of all the roster moves. Um, we're going to be right on top of whatever this pitching edition is and the corresponding moves that come with it. So please continue reading, continue commenting, continue uh, speaking with us through the Yanks Go Yard community. We're having a great time. Um, and until then, we'll talk to you again. Actually, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go live Sunday after the after the opening series. That's gonna be a little change for next week. Um, so be on your toes for that. Anthony Rizzo pops out in the infield. The inning's over. Yep. Um, and we'll leave you with that, everybody. Could only go up from here uh, because there are so many more games. Let's rag up the wins while we have a chance. Let's welcome the mystery pitcher when he arrives. Let's go, Yankees. We'll see you on Sunday and listen to us in your podcast feeds next week and all year long. Take care, everybody.